Welcome to Expiring Contracts. We ventilate sports and ran by a double dose of NBA basketball down your throat. With fleeting time to strike a deal, we are your hosts, the facilitator, Brian Miner. I just want to get fat sitting in a chair all day. The conversationalist, Alec Pennington. Big nose bitch. The wild card. Try to start. You just can't take it seriously based on how that guy looks. Open your ears and warm your heart because sports talk is afoot. With exceeding exuberance, I give to you show mode. And welcome to the show. We're back. We are back for this week. Just me and Alec, though. We are tharpless. Tharpless. So, no wild cards. He's so it's going to be a real nice and boring episode. He got, quote, <laughs> jammed up. <laughs> whatever that whatever that means. <laughs> Probably something to do with legal troubles. <laughs> pending legal issues. Can't make it. I'm, quote, jammed up. <laughs> okay, buddy. <laughs> so... Uh, it'll just be me and Alec today, so unfortunately there will be no expiring contract segment after the break since Tharp is the lead on that. Um, but today we're going to talk some uh, little betting. Um, we'll hit on NCAA, um, Tournament NFL. Time. Yeah, there was a there was a really nice article. I I, won't, I guess I won't say nice, but there was a real. It was good a very inf- it was a good article. The guy who wrote it was it was it was a. It's just one of those sports pieces that you get like midweek, and you're like, "Damn, that was a good read." Yeah. So that was that's about the Packers, and uh, so we'll hit on that, and then we will hit on all NBA for the second half yeah. uh, after the break. We only have one or two games left, and it needs to be discussed it's because it's about to be playoffs. Tight, at least in the Eastern Conference. The East is tight. <laughs> the West is brutal. <laughs> The rest is a fucking just war of attrition between all. Like, if you dropped the eighth seed in the West, in the East, they would be a top four seed. Yeah. Easy. Yeah. Without, I mean, yeah. literally with, with changing nothing. The Thunder, team. I think, are getting a seven. Seven or eight, yeah. Which is ridiculous. It's bananas. But starting off, Alec made a, a rough bet. I did. So, I'm we much are. much colder. <laughs> We are both coaches for Eastern Michigan uh, lacrosse team. So, over the weekend, we had two games. We had a doubleheader back-to-back, and Alec made the bet, or I guess... uh, I I issued a challenge to the team. A challenge. That if they won both games, I would let them shave my head. (laughs) And the two teams we played... Where I think one of them had one loss, the other one was undefeated on the season. So yeah. there was a pretty good chance that I wasn't going to have to shave my head. Well, we blew up both teams, and now I'm bald. <laughs> and I've never, I'm not bald like shave, like sheer shaved, like but like but they took a no, buzzer. There was no guard yeah, on the no razor. guard on the the clippers or the buzzers or whatever yeah. you call them. So yes, I am cold. My head is freezing. <laughs> I woke up in the middle of the night and I was like, "Why is my head so hot?" It was really weird. So, yeah. Now you know my pain. And after all the years and years of ball jokes. It's true. You now know my pain. It's terrible. (laughs) 
It's terrible. And I wish I would have known that I was going to make that bet because I wouldn't have shaved my beard. <laughs> too. So now I just look like a human thumb. Like it's, <laughs> it's, a, it's a weird situation. But yeah. We, it's, we will post a picture on our Instagram uh, yeah. tomorrow to go along with the episode, I guess, Tuesday the 9th to go along with the When episode. you're listening. It'll be, today's Monday, but when you're listening to this, we'll have it up. So yeah. you can go see how great of a job they did. It looked terrible. It looked absolutely terrible. It was so patchy. Like, they shaved parts of it, like, just holes. I looked like a character from Mad Max. That's like, <laughs> yeah. it was they so, left, it was terrible. They left, like, a long bang in the front. Yeah, they left me a single bang, <laughs> which was great because I could just pop it through my snapback. It's great. It was great. It looked terrible. And now he looks even worse with him cleaned up. I mean, you don't look good, Paul. I'll just say that. Yeah, terrible. So what other kind of bad bets have have you made? Like this is this has gotta be top three for you right now. Hey, maybe hair wise. Like I've made some pretty stank bets. Like taking Yale over LSU. Bad bet. <laughs> Yale into the yeah. what, Final Four Yale? No, no. Uh LSU. No, how long do you have Yale going for, though? Oh, just to the next round. But oh, like, no, no, no. You had at least Sweet 16. In y- Yale? Yeah. No. No, but LSU went, so they yeah. fucked my bracket. <laughs> so that, and that, that cost me some money. But uh, I'm trying to think of other, like, terrible bets I've made. So when I was at a casino, um, not this year, it was, I think it was last year, um, I was just... I, I was on a losing streak, and I was getting fed up with it. And for some reason, my mind thought, hey, I'm losing. If I bet big, I'll win. I'll recoup all my losses (laughs) if I just bet big. If I hit one time, I'll break even. I about tripled or quadrupled the money that I was playing (laughs) on one hand. And it was the most frustrating hand because I I, I was playing blackjack, and I got 20, and the dealer... Decides that they're gonna get twenty one, brutal, and it was such a brutal loss too. And I, I just looked at the money being taken away from me, and I just, I wanted to cry. I wanted to cry. I just, I just, I had to, I had to get up. At that point, after you are losing, 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 you try to bet big to recoup it, and then you lose that. You got, you got to walk away. That's what happens. That's how the casinos get you, though. They're just like, keep pumping oxygen. We need more bright lights and sounds. Like, free, get him two free comp drinks because he's been here for eight hours. <laughs> no, the casino I was at didn't even comp drinks. No, see, you're playing the wrong casinos. Dude, yeah, that's just... brutal. That's like casino. I don't, I'm not a big like gambler. If I do play, it'll be like blackjack and I just go in expecting to lose. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, if I win any money, I'm like, okay. But like, sports betting is like the worst thing for me because you can be so confident and just get fucked totally fucked like what what would you or you can make out crazy like i saw a a bet ticket for some guy that took um texas texas tech yeah Yeah. but like uh 1500 i got it right here yeah he put 1500 dollars to win three hundred thousand, which is crazy that's insane that's that's bananas but see that that see that's what scares me is look i'm not I'm not broke, but I'm not rich enough where I can put $1,500 down on a bet. 
Yeah, I mean, I, I, if I, mean, I save up for a trip in Vegas, I could probably do that. But I don't know, I, like, th- like if I'm doing something like that, I'll put 150 bucks down. Like, I'm not going to put $1,500. You had that extra zero. Yeah, exactly. Going, oh, Ooh, I don't know about that. That's a, <laughs> I have a mortgage payment. Yeah, this a mortgage, is, this is car payment. That's, that's a lot of money. So that the, the dude do. who did that, there's just, I don't know if you guys have ever used ProSwap, but ProSwap is like... Um, Almost like Ticketmaster for bet slips. Mm-hmm. So you can put a bet slip up and people can buy it from you. So he got offered $125,000 for the ticket and he turned it down because I guess he's supremely confident he's going to get. Th- I mean, shout out to that guy if he wins. But mm, dude, balls, dude, dude, money in hand. Like if you only threw down $1,500 and someone offered you one hundred twenty-five grand, Would you take that? Oh, fuck yeah, dude. Are you kidding me? <laughs> Burn the hand or... Always. I take it. Are you kidding me? Yeah. I mean, yeah, it's not as much as you could win, but there's no guarantee that you're going to win that 300K. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. No, no. That's like. Oh, that had. That's like a couple weeks. That's like three more weeks in Vegas that you're good on. Like, you're good. Oh, man. If you. I can't imagine what that guy was thinking. What are you doing? What? No, he's got. He's. This is why I'm bringing it up, because he's doing exactly what you were doing in the casino. He's like, if I just fucking keep going, I'm going to get a huge payout. Oh I'm going to be good. It's just a break. Dude, it makes my, literally, like, my nuts hurt. Like, just being like, dude, could you imagine? Are you turning that down? Could you imagine what the game's going to be like tonight? So the national championship game is on tonight. Yeah. It's, I couldn't watch. I'd be like, just someone tell me if I'm if I'm three hundred thousand dollars richer. Just someone come get me when it's over. I could. I don't know if I could watch. Could you imagine if like I, we're gonna get into the games, but like what happened against Auburn, when they lost on the on a foul shot in the last oh second on God. the whistle? If you're watching that happen and you just see three hundred thousand dollars just dust <laughs> like the fucking Avengers Endgame characters. Just poof in front but of your see, face. In this guy's scenario, in this guy's scenario, if he he had the offer of one hundred twenty five thousand, true. So he lost. He necessarily didn't lose out on three hundred thousand. He lost out on fifteen hundred if Texas Tech Texas Tech doesn't win. True. But, but it, if he would, he's actually losing one hundred twenty five thousand. Yeah, exactly. He had that offer, right? Oh like, my god, dude! All right, let's say, let's like. It's I know it's it's a little under half, but still that's a lot of money. I mean, it's not that's a, a lot of money that you're guaranteed to get exactly that you're just gonna walk into. I don't know. That's crazy. You're guaranteed to get 125k, but he he's rolling the dice to get 300. Ballsy. I could do it. I, I hope could, that I dude's just it. like a rabid Texas Tech fan. Is just like <laughs> fuck it. <laughs> I love my dogs. Let's do it. <laughs> Or, or he just watched so much basketball, he's like, dude, we play the best defense in the country. Like, yeah. come on. Uh, no. Either way. Come on. A bet like that. That's how you're drunk at 4 a.m. and yeah. you're like, fuck it, sportsbook's still down. Yeah. Let's do it. A bet like that, there's no way that he that he was a, a, a huge watcher of uh, college basketball. He... I, I'm sorry. I'm sorry I'm stuttering. I literally just can't... I can't wrap my head around the fact that he said no to one hundred twenty twenty five thousand dollars for the chance of winning three hundred. Yeah, it's tough. Oh my god, that's I'm speechless. I don't know. Go for gold, I guess. Oh my god. Fuck it. So, and that, Texas Tech will probably win the national championship, but. 
Good for that, dude. So, if you've made any bad bets that you want to tell us... Yeah, tweet at us. Tweet Instagram at us. us. Yeah, Instagram. Um, Shoot us a DM. We might, we might be able to talk about it. Let us know. Let us know. Get, you know... I we'll, haven't really we'll made a lot of, like, dumb bets. You always do the bet, like... I don't know, like, shave your head, like... I'm trying to think. Like, lunch for a year is one that I won. Yeah. When I was in college, I was working in a restaurant. I was like, dude, if I win this... I can't remember what it was. I think, I think it was like it's like a World Cup game or something. Something stupid. Yeah. It was something stupid. It might have been Germany versus Argentina. And it, I was like, yeah, Germany will win, no problem. Lock. And they're like, no fucking way. Like lunch for a year. <laughs> oh, fuck, that's good. That's a fun one. Yeah. Either way, I got it. So, yeah, people bet on stupid shit. Stupid shit. Yeah. Let us know. Don't what shave to... your head. <laughs> if you think you think it's okay, it's not. It's terrible. <laughs> Let us know what bad bets you've made, and uh, we'll we'll mention them on next week's show. Where you know we'll tweet we'll talk back about, at you. Yeah, we'll, we'll talk, we'll talk about, about it. Um, so we we're kind of talking about it already. The the final four games. Um, Virginia won on crazy. I think a bunch of bullshit. All right. So that was my initial reaction. Was that it was horseshit that foul? I went back, watched it again. It's a good call. That was a foul. It was a good call. It was a good call. The The previous play, the double dribble that they didn't call on the guy that everyone's losing their shit about, that's a tough call. Yes. That's a tough no call. Yes. Be- but the guy sold it like, oh, all good. He yeah. just kept going. He didn't, like, call himself out or... Yeah, you wait. You you play to the whistle. Like, yeah, exactly. You know, and you, no whistle, so he just it, kept playing. You keep going. Yeah. You, I mean... That was a good game, though. That was, and I, I wanted Auburn to win. I wanted Auburn to win too, but it, it was just like the way that Virginia snuck by. I, yeah, it's, I, it's I mean, they hit a big three. I mean, dude, they were they were up by ten, and then Auburn came back, and it was just like Virginia's like, no, we're only we only play thirty two minutes. We're good. Like yeah. we're 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 not playing anymore. And then when that whistle blew, Bruce Pearl fucking lost his goddamn mind. <laughs> and I thought it was because they had won. I was like, oh, he's just going nuts. And then yeah. you're like, oh, no. He's enraged. He's enraged. It was crazy. It was crazy. It was a good It was a good game. It was a good game. It it was like, you know, the, the final fours were pretty good. Like, there was some cool storylines with it. Um, but, yeah, fuck that. And the, I mean the the Texas or not the, sorry the Auburn player that went one for one at the line oh, yeah. literally right before I know if he just would have made the second free throw they'd be tied and going into uh, overtime, overtime and who I knows know. what he misses one no. he misses one they had they had made eighteen including the first one that he made they had made yeah. eighteen consecutive free well the throws. the the even like three plays before that the their their one of their forwards who was like sixty percent on the year sunk them both yeah and I was like oh shit. That's that's got to be it. Yeah. But then, I mean, hey, credit to that kid for that's like something you do in your backyard as a kid. You're like, all right, I just got fouled at the three line. I sink these three. Yeah, guy. We win the champion. Guy, yeah, yeah. yeah, exactly. We win the championship. But I mean, or go to the championship. Like credit to that guy. Did it for real and on the biggest stage. And that was fucking clutch. Like to hit all three. Damn. Good for him. So. Um, Switching to the other game, Texas Tech and Michigan State. What are your thoughts? I thought State played bad. Uh, they only shot like 30%. And on a team like Texas Tech, 
I mean, you can't do that. They have one of the best defenses in the country. But I didn't think I didn't think Texas Tech played particularly well. But geez, to only get fifty, it's tough. Yeah. You know what I mean? And to yeah. only and to only give sixty, it's rough. You just, State just couldn't hit anything. And I'm not discounting what Texas Tech did. They they had a really good performance. What State shot thirty percent from three pointer? Oh, dude, it felt like they shot. They might have shot thirty five percent overall. Like yeah. it was. I mean, you can't win a game doing that. Against and it, you can't win a game generally doing that. But then when you go on this smothering defense, who basically they just do half court everything. Yeah, they'll trap you. You get no space. Yeah, I I mean you you don't really have like it's not a good way to start. You know, so I I didn't think I don't think Texas Tech is necessarily the better team, but they played the better game and they came out ahead. So Texas Tech has had a rough path to yeah. the finals. Yeah, I mean, they've gotten through team after team after team after the team. Buffalo, then Michigan, yep. then Michigan State. Yep. Um, did they knock off Gonzaga, too? The Zags, I think so. I'd have to pull it up. Pull the it tournament up. after, like, the second, after the first day is such a blur. Yeah. But, regardless, they took down Michigan and Michigan State. You know that's those are two tough teams and two top teams that arguably could have been a one and Michigan was a, a, a two. Oh so, yeah, for sure. So I mean, the path that they took is making me believe that they're going to walk up to Virginia and yeah, Tech beat Buffalo, Michigan, yeah, Gonzaga to go to the Final Four, then Michigan State to go to the national championship. That's a pretty good run. I mean, so they've knocked off. They knocked off a Buffalo, solid number two yeah. for, uh, from Michigan, a number one in Gonzaga, and a, another number two. Another number two should have been. So they, one no, in yeah. Michigan so State. basically, they they played right, right, right. So they played a six seed in Buffalo, and Buffalo is not a bad team at all. Good no. team. Then they beat Michigan handily, number two seed. Then they beat Gonzaga, number one seed, and then they beat State. Who should have been a number one seed. Right, but and, still a number two seed. Yeah, but still a number two seed. But Jesus, that is a slog to get to the tournament. They, they, yeah. I mean, they, beat, crazy. they beat three out of the top ten teams. Yeah, for sure. And they're going up against a fourth in the finals. And I have no reason to believe that they're going to lose. Is this the, I was trying to think of, is this like the first time in a long time we had a number one seed in the national championship? I feel like no. it's been a minute. Has it no. been a minute? No? Maybe I'm wrong. Trying to, I was just trying to think about it. Yeah, I mean, I can't, I can't think off the top of my head. You kind of caught me off guard on that one. But I have no reason to believe that Texas Tech is going to lose against Virginia. I mean, Virginia for for the past two games has, has just skated by, just barely winning on last second shots, or you know, last second free throws, and I think Texas Tech is just going to take. You think they win? Ooh, that is a that is a tough watch tomorrow. Tonight's game is going to be a it's tough. It's going to be a tough watch. Virginia Texas Tech not going to have the best and ratings. I can, and I can tell you, no one wanted to see that game. Oh God, no! Everybody wanted Duke and like North Carolina. They are you want, kidding yeah, me? Yeah, they want. I mean, you have it's a you have what names. two players that are going to be drafted from you, either team? Culver, you, yeah, you'll have Culver from from Texas Texas Tech, Tech. and um, I think there's one guy on Virginia. Yeah. It's just they're just not 
It's just tough, it's man. Just, it's a tough it's sell. Be, it's going to be a tough I'm going to watch it. And it's going to be a defensive game, so it's going to be even more. And Virginia already loves to slow the game down. Like, yeah. this, honestly, it could be it could be like 30, 30 to like 32 going into like 15 minutes left in the second quarter. And I'd be like, nah, I called this. I'm going to turn this shit off. So if I put the over-under at 100. I think it's at like 108. Fucking hammer that under. Are you kidding me? What are you <laughs> Vegas trying to get action on that is so crazy. <laughs> One hundred eight. All right, I'm gonna oh under under, the, yeah. under 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 hammer the under. It's just a tough. It's a tough sell because it's not a lot of big names. Like no one really gives a shit about Virginia. You know what I mean? The no. only the only story they probably have is the redemption. And Patrick Mahomes is gonna be there from Texas Tech. Yeah. Like that's it. Did you see my favorite part about the game? The game against Michigan State is when they. They showed Kirk Cousins, and then like the stadium was like, oh, all right. <laughs> and then they showed Patrick Mahomes, and everybody went fucking crazy. <laughs> it's like, yeah, quarterbacks that win and are cool are popular, and Kirk Cousins is definitely. Well, not. it's even worse that for sure don't ever have him do your pregame speech. Yeah, but it's even worse that they're in Minnesota. Oh yeah, where he plays, he plays for the Vikings. And he still was. Everyone's <laughs> like, fuck this motherfucker, dude. How many like? You're telling me Kirk Cousins was like, that's the guy that's going to give our halftime speech. How many fantastic Michigan State basketball players could they got? They fucking could have got Draymond Green. He could have taken a night off and come to the game. Are you kidding? They were fighting for that number one seat, man. He wasn't taking a night off. Yeah, but I mean, you could have had Magic Johnson. Magic Johnson would Why Kirk Cousins? Lame, not winner Kirk Cousins. <laughs> you like that? You like that? His his halftime speech was tough. I listened to it on I Twitter. I didn't. And you just want to be like, woof, I am. I feel like we're going to lose. <laughs> like if I listen to that speech, I'd be like, I did not get a good feeling from that guy. That guy's a loser. Yeah, but, I mean, I'm going to watch the championship game. Who do you think's going to win? Texas Tech, I think. Yeah. But I wouldn't be. I wouldn't be shocked if maybe the moment's too big for them. Do you care? Do I care? Yeah. I don't really care, but I like a good storyline, so Texas Tech never winning it. Do you think the like, only people that are, that are going to care either have, like, they went to Texas Tech or go to Texas Tech, same for Virginia, and that's it? I mean, maybe no, people no. that have, like, money riding on. It's definitely the money other. thing. And then like, maybe, the guy that's got 1500 yeah, bucks it's, obviously, it's, is going to Obviously, people will TV, turn in because of money. That's always That's the case with every sport, but, like... But I mean, there'd be so many more there's, people there's, that Zion there's, was there's, playing. Yeah, but there's not great storylines like either way. Like the Auburn one, kind of would have been a good storyline because you have Charles Barkley, who probably would have been drunk for like three weeks, <laughs> like if they would have won. And then the Tom Izzo storyline, and I, I just I don't know if Virginia moves the needle enough as a number one seed. Everyone's like, oh, cool, their brand of basketball is boring as fuck. I don't yeah. want to watch this. But it's almost like the same thing with Texas Tech. Like, it's just not a style of basketball that's played very often anymore. Yeah. Like defensive first. Like, just we're gonna hammer you at the half court. Like you're not you get nothing in transition against us, and that's that's how we live. Right. It. I mean, it's cool in the fact that like I like that the Texas Tech is there because it again it shows like you never fucking know in this tournament. It could be. It doesn't matter. What seed you are, just like look at who they had to play to get through this. Yeah, you know what I mean. So I mean that's an interesting storyline. But what is it going to be as popular as like, like a Duke 
North Carolina or uh, e- even like something like uh, Syracuse or like people people recognize those brands. Yeah. And I just don't see that from Virginia or Texas Tech. That's but I mean, true. I'm gonna watch. All right. <clears throat> Are you watching? You're no. not. Yeah, you're not gonna watch. I'm not gonna watch. No. I have no interest in it. Yeah. I have no interest. Yeah, it's a tough sell. It's a tough sell, admittedly. Yeah. Admittedly. I mean, I'll... And if it's like the half and it's like 20 to 22 or 19 to 21, I'm going to be like, oh, Christ. I mean, I'll be looking at the score, but I'm not going to watch. I'm not... I I have better things to do. Yeah, that's a good point. So switching gears to the NFL, there was a... I'm so ready. Can Can we just talk for five seconds about... I'm so ready for the NFL to be back. Sundays when it's like, come on. Draft is in two weeks. Come on. 26th. 25th. 25th. No, it's 26th. 25th. 25th? 25th. So the draft happens the day before Avengers. Yes. Okay. Okay. I'm going, I'll be watching the draft. As soon as the draft's over, I'll be going to see Avengers. Right. Midnight show. Yep. Okay. Boom. So, Packers. Yes, there was, there the was, article. There was an article last well, let's Thursday. Up, let's give the guy credit. Let me pull up at that gentleman's Yeah, name. pull up credit. He, the article came out last Thursday on the 4th, I believe, was the date. And it was a long article about what happened to yeah. Mike McCarthy and Aaron Rodgers. So it came out on April 4th. The title, if you want to look this up, uh, What Happened in Green Bay. Uh, the author's name is Tyler uh, Dunn, D-U-N-N-E, and basically lays out like the 15-year history between Aaron Rodgers and Mike McCarthy, from basically him getting drafted there all the way until last season's breakup, where McCarthy got fired, the team was terrible. It, it, I mean, if you like a good sports read... I would I really recommend this article. Yeah. It was very it was very good. And I, I don't care about the Packers one way or the other, but it's one of those things like damn, it was a good like it was really it was insightful it was really insightful and the the gentleman um done had like 50 60 sources, so it was well sourced. He got both sides of the argument, you know, people blaming Rodgers, people blaming McCarthy, you know, I can't recommend it enough. But what I took about it and what they talked about is, you know, the main points of takeaway. And I'm not saying, again, it doesn't it doesn't affect me. I don't like the Packers. I don't really care about them. Mm-hmm. Uh, from an NFC perspective, sure they're on my radar, but I don't I don't give a shit either way. Um, it's it just the article painted Rodgers extremely poorly. You know, diva doesn't help rookies. You know, is out for himself. Never takes blame. You know, isolated, moody, it, and you could just see the thing coming from the start. I mean, it was just, it, it was, it was, it, it painted a very, very poor picture, and it was like the the worst kept secret in the NFL is what this article basically laid out. It, I mean, it was basically the moment that Mike McCarthy got hired, Rodgers and him hated each other, and. I think the the most interesting point that the article brought up was that when Rodgers was getting drafted, um, Mike McCarthy, who was the offensive coordinator for San Francisco, which had the number one overall pick at the time, and Rodgers went to Cal, is a California guy, 
you know, was expecting to be the number one overall pick and just slid. And it was his basically national, you know, embarrassment to just watch this guy slide down the draft, down the draft. And he knew that McCarthy didn't want him. Because McCarthy said it publicly. And from that moment on, it was chip on the shoulder. But it, it seemed to have festered into now Aaron is, you know, has become more of a problem. Like, I, I can understand from perspective, like, hey, fuck that guy for not taking me. But, you know, it's it's so, crazy. Yes, I I think it paints Rodgers in a bad way. Yeah. But... It doesn't, it doesn't make McCarthy look very well good either. Right. Mike McCarthy looks really bad and really stupid. Yeah, that's true. In this article as well. Mm-hmm. I mean, there there were reports of him getting massages during game prep. <laughs> like the day the before games, he's getting massages during these team meetings. Skipping and he's having the meetings. The assistants run the meetings. Right. And I mean, how can how can you expect players to respect right. the head coach when he's doing that? Yep. And over everyone knows over if you're a coach for a 15 year span. There's yeah. there's bound to be changes that you have to make to both your offense and defense. No, I agree. You can't, you can't expect to have the same thing work for 15 years. Yeah. Even the even the Patriots That's have true. made changes, subtle changes, but they've made changes over the span of this dynasty to. Well, I think the, I think winning. the Patriots make changes all the time. They can change their offense on a dime. It's all about player personnel. But what you were bringing up is true. I mean. There, there's quotes in there about safeties calling out the play that's the, the Packers play before they were even going to yeah, run jump, it. Jumping routes, jumping routes left and right, same, same thing, and it gets and stale. So I don't know. Yes, Aaron Rodgers looks bad, but at the same time, I don't know what you expect him to do in this in this situation where you have a coach who refuses to take um, your your opinion and. When he doesn't take your opinion and you're out on the field, you know there were there were reports that Mike McCarthy would give Aaron Rodgers a play, and then in the huddle he would draw up a whole other play. Oh yeah, for sure. Tell people where to go, and then they'd run it, and that's how their offense worked. Yeah, I mean you can't you can't have that disconnect between the two play the two people, well, and that's on the manager. That's on that's on the coach. That's on the GM. That's on them to make sure that their player is playing for the coach. You can't just assume. I don't even necessarily. The player needs to play for the coach because I don't think he necessarily has to play for the coach. But there has to be a shared sense of like respect. It doesn't even necessarily have to be yes respect, but it like a shared goal. Like hey, we're doing this to win. Like there can't be like what you're saying a complete and utter disconnect between the two main people. And I think a lot of that was reflected in the article. Like, they quoted Jermichael Finley on Aaron Rodgers. He said he sees, like, self-entire quarterback and a uh, bad leader. And then, like, Ryan Grant, same player on the same team, thinks it's idiotic for anyone to complain about a transcendent talent, you know. And then, like, same with Greg Jennings. Like, clearly the div- there was divisions running all through the organization. Like, it wasn't just Rodgers and McCarthy. There was players on either side of the factions – yeah, you know, and and it basically was just a festering cancer for fifteen years, and and I think you're right. I think when you look at something like that, you have to blame 
the two people who lasted the longest in the organization, which was McCarthy right. and Rodgers. They're, they're both to blame, yeah. but, I, I, you know, the way that I see it, I, I just think that the management and the coach has more of the blame because you have this all-star, you know, Hall of Fame True. Uh, talent, and you need to make sure that, one, he, he functions at the highest possible ability that he has. And if you notice within the first couple of years that he's not a leader, then you can't expect him to be a leader. You you had this you had leaders in other positions and you got rid of them. You didn't re-sign them. Whether it was because of Aaron Rodgers or not, you got rid of these leaders and you had just expected him to become this leader and make everything gel but you knew that he was this diva from the beginning, and you can't expect that to just be fixed yeah, because you got rid of a couple people. No, you, and I th- you need to make sure that he's happy and he's functioning to the highest of his ability. Yeah, that's true, but and I understand that. But he also has to function like he has to be a functional player. Regardless, it doesn't matter if he's not a leader. You're a quarterback in this league. You have to be the leader. You're the most important player on the team. Like you sandbagging rookie wide receivers. I think you have to. I think you have to. If you're going to lead, if you're going to be the most important player on a team, if you're going to make the most money, get the most endorsement, be the most visible player on any team, you have to be a leader. And it doesn't come natural to some guys, but what he was doing doesn't doesn't do himself any favors. Like you can't freeze out rookie wide receivers. You can't draw up plays designed for only one guy or audible out of run routes for one guy or you know miss all your offseason workouts freeze everybody out you know what i mean you can't you have to be approachable you have to be you have to be the guy in the locker room that people can come to not and i mean tom brady is the best example tom brady is up to date on music everything like music what's going on in the media all that to rookie players What's the one thing we always hear about Tom Brady? When he come, when rookies come into the locker room, goes up, shakes their hand, says, Hi, I'm Tom Brady. I'm your quarterback. Nice to meet you. And everyone goes, No fucking shit. I know who you are. You're Tom Brady. But it's like you there's a connection because if you do that, you can pull things out of guys that you might not necessarily get. And Rogers now I think the perception of him is not the you know, the mobile gunslinger, the California cool guy. It's like, okay, he's a little, he's a little toxic. He's hard to work with. I don't necessarily know how that translates to the new coach, but now I think we're gonna move away from like, dude, is he one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time? To, you know, he's only got that one Super Bowl. He got a coach fire. The organization in flux. He's making all this money. He's on the down end of his. You know, he's thirty five. You can blame just Aaron Rodgers on getting the coach fired. Because I mean, McCarthy didn't do himself any favors. Right, I agree with that. But clearly, Aaron was—he was the catalyst. But yeah, but he was also making it very difficult for them to be successful too. Yeah. Like taking plays off. I—I I mean, you just can't do it. Like he obviously wanted him fired. It was clear to see. There was a storyline that we talked about through the all the season last year. It was—it's just crazy. So I don't know. I—I. I, I, it's it's tough to put the blame on one person. I'm just arguing that 
It's it's funny because like, dude, you're both adults. Like, you're working literally for the same goal. I know. You know what I mean? Like they they it's it's like the, how much millions of dollars? Yeah, it's egos. It's egos. Yeah. Aaron Rodgers got paid two hundred million dollars. Yeah. And he is the face of the Green Bay Packers, sure. so his ego just got yeah, sky it's high, true. and it's, it's just like, point. hey, you guys need to listen to me. I'm in charge yeah. here, and the coach. He was trying to, but not trying to gain that kind of power. Power uh, structure, yeah, yeah. So yeah. he was kind of just like, yeah. Well, the know, most, yeah, thing. yeah. You're the face of the organization, but you know what? I still call the shots. Yeah, I gotta run my system. But at the same time, I still will let you do whatever you want because you're yeah. top three quarterback. It's just a weird. It's because you know it. The and the article with one of the players said should have been called how. Egos sunk of the Packers dynasty. Yeah. Which I thought it was a I mean, for someone to say that from a player in that like in the system that saw it, which I believe it was Ryan Grant, so you know, was there for a couple of seasons mm-hmm. to say something like that, it's like it's crazy. It's like you know, they were so dysfunctional, but you know, again, they still won their division more times than not. You know, they went to playoff games, they won playoff games. Yeah. It's you know it, shit in their in their run two thousand ten they beat the Eagles at home. It's it's just crazy that like. You know what I mean? Like everyone thinks like these coaches and these players are so different because they have all this money and they're so talented. But at the end of the day, they're still just it's just a human. It's like a human story. Yeah. It's just these two dudes fucking hate each other <laughs> and they literally handicapped an organization from being you know, from getting to the mountaintop for fifteen years. It's crazy. I mean, they got there once, but one they, time they could have done it multiple times right. if they play their cards right. You yeah, know, both, I think that's both true. Aaron if things are done slightly, yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Because you know, management should not have just been saying, "Oh, we got a system now. Let's yeah. get rid of." And I think all when you say management too, I think you're right. I don't think it's all on McCarthy. I th- and I think it's tough in a thing like the Packers where there's not. There's not like an owner who can just step in and say, "Hey, one of you is gone." Yeah. Here's so for what those we're of doing. you who don't know, the Green Bay Packers is the only professional sports team that is not does not have a sole owner. It's actually a yeah, publicly owned yeah, company. It's, it's publicly owned. So you, which is the only reason that Green Bay has a team. I mean, yeah. If you've ever been to Green Bay, Wisconsin, and I've been there one time, it's it's. I mean, it is a it's a small neighborhood. I wouldn't call it a city. It is a town <laughs> that just happens to have one of the most successful fr- NFL franchises well, of all time. Well, because they've been blessed with Hall of Fame quarterbacks. Well, there's you more than that. And coaches, though, too. I mean, the, the Lombardi Trophy is named after Joe Lombardi. Yeah, yeah, that's true. You but for the I mean? past 30 years, you've had Brett Favre and then Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, well, Bart Starr, too, if we're going way back. I'm not going that well, far. I'm just way going back. Over, I'm just going over our lifetime. Yeah, it's true. No, I know. That's a Charles Woodson. No big deal. Yeah. But I'm just saying, just quarterbacks. Right, 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 Hall of right. Fame Yeah, of course. What what other you know team has that? True. I mean, San Francisco's the only one. Yeah, it's weirdly intertwined that way. It's funny you bring up San Francisco because, like we said earlier, you know McCarthy was the offensive coordinator for San Francisco for when what Joe Montana was it? No, no, or no. Not? This is this is back in the oh, day. Okay. This is you know this is in the early two thousands. This is like oh oh four oh five oh six, and he was the guy who was like, "Hey, we're going to draft Alex Smith number one overall. We're not taking Rodgers." 
He even publicly said he thought Alex Smith was a better quarterback than Aaron Rodgers. Look how that turned out. Yeah, but that's the thing. Like, it's a weirdly intertwined thing because Rodgers was from Cal, was from California, always wanted to be a San Francisco 49er. Like, the story's weirdly intertwined between those two franchises. And then those, those two guys in general, it's just a weird, you know, it's a strange intersection of stories and egos. From the moment since even before Rodgers was in the NFL, right. he didn't like McCarthy because he said he wasn't as good as Alex Smith. And I, you know, Alex Smith is the king of not turning the ball over, and I think he's a decent quarterback. But he's he's a game manager. He's yeah, he's not, not Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers is a fucking Hall of Fame quarterback. Yeah. Easy, a first ballot Hall of Fame quarterback. Absolutely. He's amazing. Absolutely. So it, it's just it's a weird story. It's an interesting like what if like what if. What if they could put their shit aside and win championships? Yeah. Could so they have won? One more time, pull up the title. It the is. Uh, and we'll give the go to break. But we want to give yeah. you the, the title of the article because it's a fantastic article. Yep. It's and, really good. And it'll pull you in both directions. You know, as I was reading yeah. it, I was like, wow. You know, yeah. this, the Packers management exactly. are fucking stupid. Aaron Rodgers deserves this. And then right. like, you keep reading it's like, wow, Fuck, Aaron Rodgers is kind of tipshit. And when Brian and, I, when Brian and I were discussing this before the podcast... He was like, well, what side do you want to take? And I was like, I guess I'll take the Aaron Rodgers is to blame side. He's like, well, I guess I'll take the Mike McCarthy management side. But it's like, when we talk about it, it they're, they're both to blame. Right. Which is what the, it, it's just, it's like, you're just reading and you're like, fuck, man. Like, yeah, so what's, both of what's these the guys are, um, it's on Bleacher Report. It's, the title is What Happened in Green Bay. The uh, author's name is Tyler Dunn, D-U-N-N-E. Um, it's, it's probably, uh, it's like a 20 minute read maybe, yeah. but it's great. It's fantastic. Um, really insightful. If you're a Green Bay Packers fan, I mean, I don't know how you look at that or read that article and don't think like, just get angry. Just, yeah. How do you not get upset? <laughs> and if you're, if you're a football fan in general, it's a great read or a yeah. sports fan in general. But like if you're an NFC North team, like here we're based basically out of Detroit and you look at that and you go, all that was going on. And we still couldn't, the Lions still couldn't be the Packers. Like the Vikings <laughs> couldn't sniff a win against the Packers. Like the Bears got beat all those years against the Packers. So, you know, in that sense, it really speaks to, I think, the talent level that they had. Yeah. And when the players on the team said, hey, we should have won at least another Super Bowl, if not three, you know, I would agree with that. Yeah. So, good read. And then, uh, yeah, get ready for the draft because we are um, hitting it hard, that's for sure. Oh, yeah. Tharp's going to love that. I am so. I am deep in. I've been doing <laughs> mock drafts forever. If we don't get a free safety, if the Eagles don't get a safety, I'm going to fucking flip out. I'm going to flip out. All right. Read the article. Tyler Dunn, really good. We're going to take a break. We'll be right back. <laughs> Welcome to Expiring Contracts. I'm Brian Miner. Recently, I was able to sit down one-on-one with Alec Bennington to go over his thoughts of the Philadelphia Eagles and how they're going to be for this upcoming football season. Alec, why don't you tell me, overall, what are your thoughts? As an Eagles fan, I'd be happy to burn that organization down to the fucking ground. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Let's ease up on the language a little bit, Alec. This is a family program. 
So are you telling me that the Eagles are not going to be good this year? Make the playoffs, go on a playoff run, play in a playoff game, then we'll talk. I just don't see them making a Super Bowl run. Yikes, so it does not sound like they're going to have a good season. They're dead to me. Bye. So what happens if they go 0-16? I'd be like, oh, wow. It's a national tragedy. But also, what luck. <laughs> Always in the mood for tanking, I see. All right, well, back to the show. We are back from break. We're back. Oh, I, I, lo- so- I love, I love the Eagles clip. The welcome back Eagles clip. Oh God. Oh my God. I love it. I love it so much. It's tough. It's it's beautiful. It's a work of art. It's I'm disgusting. I'm so proud of it. No, I'm it's so proud of it. Taking everything I've ever said out of context <laughs> and then making me seem like a complete dick. Dude, that's radio, man. So we're about to talk basketball, and I just listened to the song. Basketball by Curtis Blow, and if you've never heard that song, go fuck yourself. Because it's four minutes of fucking like Pure 19, gold. literally like 1984 hip hop magic. <laughs> Great, Curtis Curtis Blow B L O W Blow in the 80s. Fantastic. He has a Jerry Jerry curl, a mustache, a gold chain, and a. Lavender satin jacket on in the music video. It's beautiful. It's fantastic. He so, rhymes King of the Microphone and then Dr. J Moses Malone. <laughs> Stop it. Fuck. So we're talking basketball. 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 So first topic we have. Again, there's no expiring contract segment. Tharp is gone. He's Tharp in the slammer. Gone. So, the first segment that we have to talk about is the Golden State Warriors. We're talking Warriors. So the They reason- are leaving the Oracle Arena. arena. Yeah. La- so, last night was their final home game in, um, home, excuse me, home regular season game in Oracle Arena and in Oakland in general. So, they've been in Oakland since 71. Um, so, last night... There was a lot of buzz around like Twitter on, you know, what jerseys are they going to wear? Are they going to wear something special for the the uh, the final home game? Like, what are they going to do? Are they just going to wear the classic ones that they won the championship in? So they come out in all their jumpers, and they're announcing this whole thing. And then right at, they do the whole, like, video presentation right before the start of the game. Everyone takes their jumpers off, and they're, they're wearing the, like, we believe – or believe in us. I don't remember what they're called. Like the original Warriors. Like 2007. Yeah, like 2007, 2008. Like the ones with the orange trim on the side. The Warrior thing. It's when they had like the Warrior with like a lightning bolt as their mascot. <laughs> and the fucking place just goes <laughs> bananas. And I'm not even a Warriors fan. Like I like them casually just because I like the idea. Like I like Seth Curry. I like the the... Like the the fact that that guy can be an all star, like the an all star, probably a top fifteen player of all time, and he's six four, maybe a sure. hundred and eighty five pounds, ninety sure. pounds. Sure. Like there's people that look like him on the street, on the street, just walking around, yeah. tall skinny guys, 
And I think it's cool because kids look at that and they're like, hey, he's just a skinny. I mean, because he looks short, basically, in the NBA. So, yeah. it's it's cool. It was awesome. It was really, really cool. You know, if you're a Warriors fan, it, it was a great moment. It was definitely one of those picture moments. You know, Curry on in the center of the court with the jersey raised up, screaming. You know, it, it was it was awesome. Like from a sports moment, that's the kind of shit that's cool. So the kind of question that me and Alec brought up earlier right. when we were discussing what to talk about today was he said, what do we think about teams leaving yeah. their their home city in yeah. the modern era? Exactly. And I said, well, Golden State, their home city is San Francisco. They're going back to their home city. Te- I mean, technically, yes, but they were only in San Francisco for eight years. They've been in... Oakland across the bay since seventy, basically nineteen seventy. So, but the whole the Golden State moniker is because of San Francisco, because of the Golden. Right, State. right. I understand that, but I mean, that's there's where, something that's to be said. Came. They've won all their championships in Oakland. They've, I, well, excuse me. They've won all of their modern day championships in Oakland. I, if yeah. I'm wrong, you can yell at me on Twitter or whatever. Shoot me a DM. Fuck you. Um, I, I just there's something to be said when teams leave that it just doesn't feel great, and this one's particularly tough, I think, because I was thinking about it, I'm like, man, Oakland's kind of getting the shaft. Like the literally the like they just lost the Raiders, they're gonna lose the Warriors, which is like the thing. Yeah, I mean that is that's the team. Right that's now. the team. There, this it's the team of this era. It's them yeah. and the Cavaliers. Really was the team of this era, and yeah. I think obviously not the Cavaliers now because they don't have LeBron. But those championships against each other will define this era. Will define That's the super cool. team era, and, and to the to some extent the Heat as well. And and you know in that right. same vein. But I mean the Warriors are the new hotness, and I think when you take that away from the city, and it's not like it's far. I'm not. I mean they're literally moving across the bridge. But it, there's something just to be said about you know taking a team that has had success, you know, away from a city that loves them and is really you know, sure they still have the Oakland A's, but I mean it's the Oakland A's like they have three good Billy seasons. Bean and Moneyball, yeah, exactly. Like you have Moneyball, and yes, you'll make the playoffs every couple of years, but you're never spending money. No. You're probably never going to complete for a World Series. It's no. just not there. But the Warriors are. Literally the toast of the NBA, of basketball as a whole. Right. And I think to lose that is tough. And, it, you know, I, a lot of that, like when teams leave, it's hard. Like Oak, like the Raiders leaving for Vegas, it doesn't seem right. You know what I mean? It just doesn't fit. Like they're the Oakland Raiders. Are they the Vegas Raiders? They will be, but I don't know. Like it's the same thing even like when you think of it from a baseball perspective. Like the Brooklyn Dodgers. You know what I mean? Like the Dodgers were Brooklyn. Yeah. Like they were the lifeblood of of a city of an of a time of an era of something, you know, special that meant everything to a place. And to like to lose that, I just you see like things that just never recover. It's you know, it's like it was like like the Winnipeg Jets moving to to Winnipeg and not being the Nordiques or the Whalers, you know. Moving and becoming the Carolina Hurricanes, it's like, it's it's tough, man. It's a tough. I think it's just, 
And I'm not saying don't move, but I'm I'm just saying like you have to look at it from a fan perspective and just go like when team leave. And it, I don't even necessarily like either. I mean, any you're forgetting of the, the biggest one. Which one? Seattle Supersonics. I, I was getting to that. I was getting there. <laughs> that's and the, honestly, that's the most fucking like. I think the Dodgers are super egregious, like from a baseball perspective, because you know they had Jackie Robertson and and they they for, were successful. I mean, they were the bums of baseball. Yeah. And then they moved to fucking L.A. And you know, I'm not saying that's a necessarily a bad thing, but for for like. Like, I was just in Brooklyn, like, a few weeks ago. And, like, there's still things that say, like, bring the Dodgers back to Brooklyn. <laughs> it, they moved to, like, 47. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, it's crazy. It, but, like, the, the Sonics is... I, I, I'd say the Supersonics and the Winnipeg Jets were probably the two biggest ones. Because the Winnipeg <sighs> were... I mean... We don't get as much of a hit of it because we're in the United States. But yeah, Canada was was just striving for a whole uh, uh, another team. Canada is such a big hockey right. country, and they need. But another I think team. I think that you could look at that and say, okay, that's a move that makes sense. Like the the, the Atlanta Thrashers don't make a lot of sense. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like I went to a Thrashers game. My no, grandparents live in Winnipeg. Atlanta. Got the Jets back, right? And right, they're thriving. True, they're doing really well. No, and there are good things that come from a team moving. I mean, look at look at the Rams. Like the Rams spent the, a majority of their organiz, excuse me, organizational history in L.A. They moved to St. Louis. They do get a Super Bowl, but they're never really comfortable. They have a couple bad owners, and then you. You take them away, and they look, they're back in the Super Bowl. Like it's, you know, if you're like if you're a fan of a team, like if you're a Saint, if you are a diehard St. Louis Rams fan, can you root for the LA Rams, or is it just like no fuck them? Like I can't from an organizational standpoint like root for them because you you stole my team, but they're also successful. And at the end of the day, I mean that's your team. That's who you always root for. The players aren't different. It's just. Like it's it's if, so if the it's Pitt- the same thing with the Seahawks though it's the same or uh, Supersonics. Uh, Supersonics like D- Kevin Durant was a Supersonic R- Russell Westbrook was a Supersonic yeah and then they just ripped them away and they were one of the most overnight were one of the most successful tr- you know because they got James franchises Harden, right and they just shot up just the, and basketball's huge like the Supersonics have. History. They yeah. have multiple championships. Yes. A, a numerous list of Hall of Famers. I mean, fucking Sean Kemp. Gary like, Payton. Gary Payton. Like, the list goes on. I mean, there's... Those Ray Allen, Richard the, Lewis Right, years. teams. Like, there is a ton of history on those teams. And it's, it's, it's so brutal that they're not part of the NBA when basketball is the most popular. Yeah. It's ever been. Yeah. It's crazy. It's so and it's I so really crazy. I really hope they get a team back. If dude, if I'm Steve Ballmer, I would move the Clippers to uh, Seattle tomorrow. Yeah. Yeah. Tomorrow. I mean, Seattle just got a hockey team, which is pretty cool. I mean, there is some history there. If you, you know, I'm a hockey well, guy. Well, they'll get it. In, was two right, years, right, but. right. Yeah, but like they're the first. Not they're the they were the first U.S. team to ever win the Stanley Cup. Yeah. So like there is some hockey history there, but it's like. How are the Supersonics not a team? Yeah. It's crazy. It's crazy. It, it, yeah, it's crazy. 
But to to your point, if the Pistons move to another city, like if if yeah for some yeah. reason, so Tom what do you Gores, do? If right. Tom yeah. Gores took the took the Pistons and took them to Seattle, sure. What so what do you do? What do you do? I wouldn't be a fan of them. Right. Because that's not my team. My team's Pistons. Now, sure. it, it's different when you keep the same mascot. Like, if he took them to Seattle and they were the Seattle Pistons, one, that doesn't really? make sense. But I still would be like, that's not my team. My right. Team's the okay. Detroit oh, I thought you were going to say you still follow them. No. No. No, no. my team's the Detroit Pistons. I bet you all the people in, in Charlotte were rooting for the New Orleans Hornets just because they were the Hornets. True. They were, yeah. you know, did they ever lose a team? Or did, as soon as they lost the Hornets, they got the Bobcats? I think as soon as they lost the Horn, yeah, the Hornets, they got the Bobcats. Which, I mean, the Bobcats were just... Just the worst. Just, uh, uh, they were so bad. That's the that's the, the last team to get sold at a loss. Yeah. Yeah, crazy. Oh my god, the Bobcats were so bad. They were so bad. I mean, they're not much better now as the Hornets, but... No, but... They're better. Yeah. The Hornets is a good one, too. Like, the Hornets is cool. There's good players that have been Charlotte Hornets. Yeah, but, I mean, the Supersonics is, is I think. Oh, yeah. Worst. I mean, they have championships. I, yeah. I think the Supersonics is the worst. And you have an entire fan base that is just wanting. Clamoring. Yeah, they're just. I mean, Jesus, they, just they have. need this they have, an, they have an ownership group. In place, like ready to go, like yeah. it's a ready-made thing. It's and it's been the like the league that. just needs to approve of them, to right? Be a team, exactly, and they have everything in place. It's crazy. I mean, they have this. They have a stadium ready to go. Yeah, they're literally the same stadium. <laughs> it, they just updated it for the hockey team. Yeah, like it's brand new. I don't know. I don't understand why the NBA doesn't want them in there. I don't understand. And if there was ever a good time to expand, is it the biggest market? No, but you have. A loyal no, but fan but think about you have what's, a loyal fan yeah, but true, and think about what's there: Amazon, Starbucks, huge tech companies and corporations with disposable income. Like that market works. Yeah. Like there's there's no reason that Seattle shouldn't have three major sports. Yeah. I mean, they're getting hockey. They have football. They have baseball. Yeah. Well, the Mariners are bad. Ah, but. come on. <laughs> So they, with hockey, they're now they now have three. Right. And I guess if you want to count MLS, they have the Seattle Sounders. But and they're fucking fun. <laughs> but but people go crazy for the Sounders. Yeah. Like look at their game. Yeah. It's cr- and you don't think. But see that the would... thing the thing with the MLS is if you have an MLS team in your city, it's true. It's big. Oh yeah. But it's for just sure. you don't get it anywhere else outside the city. That's a good point. That's why I really want Detroit to get an MLS team. I think it'd be great, but it's just and going back to the regardless. thing, like so. All right, I'm trying to like if the Eagles moved, would I still like them? God, it'd be so hard. St. Louis Eagles. I know. No, I don't think I could. I I just wouldn't have a. You'd be at a loss. You'd have to find another team. I don't even know if I could. I would just watch the NFL casually. I wouldn't be able to find another team. Because I have been, I w- I'm so invested in yeah. that. It would be like it's the same thing. Like if the w- Red Wings ever leave, I'd be like, okay, I'm. I guess I'm done watching hockey. If they, if the Red Wings move, yeah, all of NHL is is dead to dead. Me. Yeah. No, I mean not dead to me. I mean they're dead. The Red Wings should never. Well, they're an original <laughs> six. Fr- there's an original six franchise, so it's a poor example. But like, 
the Pistons is a good one. Like there was some chatter about the team maybe moving to like Pittsburgh. Yeah, because they're terrible right now, and Tom Gores could sell them, but if he gets enough money. But uh, right, if if the Pistons move, they're not my team, and I I'd be at a loss. I wouldn't know what to do. I'd be like, do I find another team? Do I just I guess watch I guess NBA it's casually? the Warriors thing which brought this all up is it's not the worst situation. So they're not moving states. Yeah. They're moving still California is huge. But, but Oakland and San Francisco are literally right next to each other. Like there's like a seventeen mile difference. So like, I guess it's not that bad, but it still feels like like okay, greener pastures. Like yeah. thanks for all the championships and we're gonna move believing to in us and, and not, we're gonna we're gonna follow the money and not the fans. Right. Yeah, exactly. And that's tough. Yeah, like it's so, it's 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 especially tough when franchises that were just ass for forever and then they're good after they move. Like it's like fuck, yeah. God, that's so brutal. But I mean, one of my buddies was just out in San Francisco and then and then in Vegas. And he was he went to a Warriors game and they played the Pistons on that road trip and was talking to a guy who was be like yeah man, we used to be able to get like lower bowl level seats for a hundred bucks. Damn. With you know what I mean yeah. back when they were just garbage like even not even like the Baron Davis type teams like you know it, and now he's like dude you can't even sniff an upper bowl seat for less than two hundred bucks it's crazy. And then they're just they're running away, but I mean it's tough. It's so, just it's just hard when when teams move. Yeah. And as people were like, no, we don't like change. I don't like change. <laughs> Fuck this. It's like the Jets changing their uniforms. It's terrible. They're terrible. I don't, I don't think they're. Did you see them? Yeah, I don't think they're. I don't think they're terrible. Are they good? No. They look like the JV Eagles. <laughs> they look like the old Kelly Green Eagles. Yeah, they're terrible. I can see that. They look like I don't understand why teams do that either. Like classic and clean is always better than modern and flashy. Like the old Patriots logo with the actual Patriot, better. The old Eagles logo with the green eagle with the football in his mouth, the Kelly Green jerseys, better. The old like flat blue Lions jerseys, better. The old Seattle Seahawks jerseys, better. The old Browns jerseys, better. And maybe that's just because I'm now a 65-year-old man in my takes. <laughs> but, like, they're always better. The cleaner they and class, more classic they are, they're always better. Don't change shit. Nike, stop. Stop. <laughs> stop it. It's, All right. It's crazy. All right. Quit so moving teams. Moving on to the next topic. All right. NBA playoffs. Oh, I'm so ready. So... Starting in the Western Conference. Oh, baby. Everyone is locked in. Brutal. No kidding. (laughs) So, let's see. Yeah, everyone's locked in. Oklahoma City, San Antonio, and L.A. Clippers are all 47 wins. (laughs) OKC has 33 losses. Wait, read me the seeds. Read me the seeds. Warriors won. Warriors won. Denver is two. Two. Houston is three. Okay. Portland is four. Utah is five. OKC six. San Antonio seven. Clippers eight. Spurs just continuing to fucking do it. Now, I Dude, will Dude, the Spurs say, are 47 and 34. And people are like, they're bad. Yeah. 
I will say six through eight all have 47 wins. So, <laughs> so I mean, they're, That's at, crazy. they're at what? Uh, eight. So they, they have o- OKC has two games left to play. San Antonio and LA have one game left. That's bananas. And then you're looking at Denver and Houston, who are both at 53. Denver has two games. Houston has one game. Crazy. So, I mean, there's still a little bit kind of tweaking that you can get. But every single one of those eight teams is in the playoffs because Sacramento is the ninth seed, and they have 39 wins. So they are eight games behind the eighth seed. (sighs) What a like! What a what a difference! It's nuts. Like eighth seed to ninth seed is eight wins. It's nuts. Eight wins. Yeah, it's crazy. It's crazy. That's bananas. And then I mean, and then six, seven, and eight are all tied. I mean, yeah. There's such a drop off, dude. In the Jazz up five, we're only two game. Everyone's two games behind the five, the fifth seed. Four seed. Four seed. Excuse me. Yeah. No, Jazz are fifth. Blazers are fourth. Yeah, they're two games behind the fourth seed. Yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah, that's what I meant. Unless you're talking about OKC is only two games behind Utah. Yeah, yeah, that's what I meant. Okay. Yeah, yeah, not the Blazers, but the but the actual Jazz. But yeah, I mean, who's the ripest one to go down in the first round? Thunder. Thunder's playing Houston. That's gonna be that's gonna be tough. That's a big time. Blazers probably the Jazz definitely win that series, right? Yes. Well, especially with McCollum out. Yeah. And the with way McCollum that out. dude Utah's not a fucking joke. That team is legit. Utah, Utah, I think will win against Portland. And all the, the way Donovan dude, Mitchell's been playing too. Come on. It if if you put Paul George on James Harden. Oklahoma City can it's so crazy can beat Houston no problem. I know, I if know, but contain, they've been playing. All it is is containing James Harden. Uh, well, Chris Paul has been playing really, really well, and it looks like their system's finally working. But like, I wonder how much all the hero ball that Harden said to play this season mm-hmm. is gonna come to him in this in the playoffs when he's just fucking exhausted, and he I, we've seen him disappear. Yeah. In the biggest of big moments. Just I mean, not even not even look there. It's that's Yeah. Clippers it, Warriors, dude. God yeah. damn it. Don't you want the can't like if you're the clips, you gotta be like, dude, can't we play the Nuggets? <laughs> they could they could easily I think they could win that Nugget series, no problem. I think I think San Antonio Denver will be will be a fun series. Yeah, I think I think San Antonio may surprise me. And I it, I don't know why we're completely discounting Denver. I just think that they're running into that problem where they're young, they have a good team, but it's like the same thing with Boston. I think they just have too many guys. I think I think they're more like the Raptors where they get a ton of regular season success. And maybe they're just not there. They're just not there. Yeah. But, I mean, this team's young and is definitely built for the future. But... Joker, though. I, I just don't think that they can do much this year. I, I obviously don't 
think that if they beat San Antonio with some like outrageous thing, like yeah, neither do I. Obviously, they're a two seed for a reason. They're, you know, they have one of the best records in the NBA for a reason. True. If they womp San Antonio, I won't be surprised. Dude, I just look at the, like their last the last ten games. Warriors eight out of eight out of the last ten wins. Nuggets five out of five going into the playoffs. Not great. Rockets eight out of ten. That's pretty good. Blazers eight out of ten. Jets eight out of ten. Thunder five out of five. Spurs five out of five. Clippers six out of four. So the the thing like, that there's I'm, trend. I mean that's not a trend to discount. Like when you're headed into the final stretch of the season, and yeah, you want to try and rest guys, but when you're fighting for seeds, like you need to close games. Yeah, dude, it's the West is. The, these playoff series are the gonna West be is so gonna be good. Really I fun. god damn when I wish the Kings were in there. The West is gonna be really fun to watch. The Clippers are what I wanted out of the Kings this season, but Jesus, the Clippers! Oh my gosh! I they're, know I talk about them all the they're time. They're tanking and still in the playoffs, and they're really fucking good. <laughs> Lou Williams is just out there working, like <laughs> uh, you know Gallinari working, like there's. It's just, it's just crazy. Yeah. It's crazy. It's crazy. It's Doc Rivers. Doc Rivers is coach of the year in my in my eyes. Yeah, and that was on last episode. I know. So if you uh, if you want to hear that opinion, log on and uh, check out last episode, yeah, last week's last episode. One. Let's move to the East. So moving to the East, not everyone is locked in. No. So we right now have one, two, three, four, four teams that are not locked in. We have Orlando Magic, which is at 41 and 40, Detroit Pistons 39 and 41, Charlotte 38 and 42, and Miami 38 and 42. Oof. So the Pistons needed to win, I don't know. Just Brook just saying Brooklyn is at 41 and locked in. They had to beat the Nets. They needed to win two games in the last. We're at in the last six. Yeah, out of their last ten, they're three and seven. That's they've lost four in a row. Yeah, it's not good. Now, granted, I will give them this: two of them were to the Pacers, true, and one of them's to the Thunder. Yeah, but so the Pacers. Yeah, but Pacers. Losses. Pacers one is still like I understand everyone's like, oh my god, Pacers like, look at no Old Depot. Look, they've done it as a team. But come on, Pacers were a three seed about two weeks ago. <laughs> sure, can we beat them? Yeah, now they're a fifth. Seed. Now they're a fifth seed. So going from going from the top, we'll we'll pause for a second. Going from the top, we have Milwaukee. Best record in the NBA. Best record in the NBA with 60 wins. Woo. Which is kind of low. Whoa! Which is kind of low considering what we've had the past couple years. Yeah, sorry they're not the Warriors. But 60 <laughs> wins. Sorry they um, win 72 games. Toronto is 2. Philly is 3. Woo. Boston is 4. Pacers are 5. The Nets are 6. And then if the playoffs started right now, we'd have Orlando at seven and Detroit at eight. Crazy. So Detroit has Magic, baby. Detroit has two more games to play. Magic has one game. And all right, before we get into this, what's your panic level for playoffs? 
Do you even want them to make the playoffs? You do. I know you do. I can see it on you. I don't care. I can smell it on you. To be honest, yes and no. I mean, if they don't make the playoffs, they get into the lottery and they get like a 1% chance at winning the lottery, which is nothing, but it's something. If, if they skate by and get the 7th or 8th seed, you know, what does that do? Could they surprise no. a team and no. win two games? No. You don't think they win two games? They're either playing Milwaukee or Toronto. You don't think they could steal a game against Milwaukee the way Blake's been playing? No, because Blake is on one knee. Oh, that's true. He's he sat out the past three games. Dude. He played, he played last night and looked... He he was on the bike when he was out of the game because he needed to keep his knee from like not locking up, you know. And he's just he's hurt. He's he's had the best season he's ever had, and they're struggling to make it into the playoffs. That's a good point. He's carried this team to where they're at. Yeah, and they're still in the eighth seed in you, the East. Oh my god! So yeah. I don't see. I don't care. I don't care. Do I? We get a better chance at getting a decent player, a, a decent rookie, if we don't make the playoffs. True. True. That's a good point. So, and what I, I what I what I don't want is I don't want Tom Gore is thinking we made the playoffs improvement. We didn't make playoffs last year. We we improved. No, you didn't. Just because you had Blake Griffin doesn't mean you improved. True. Just because you're in the eighth seed and you will get just slaughtered by Milwaukee. Yeah, that's a good point. Do they no, sell out a home playoff game? No. Okay. I didn't think so. I think if they have a home playoff game, the stadium will look exactly the same. So selfishly, I wanted the Pistons to be in the sixth seed because I wanted to go watch the 76ers play. And if the Pistons make the playoffs, they're going to jack the prices up because they're like, we're in the playoffs, and Milwaukee's coming to town. But you fucking suck. (laughs) You're not going to win a game. You're going to get swept by Milwaukee. Who are you going to put on Giannis? What, Drummond? No. That dude can't... uh, Can't put Blake on him. You can't put Blake on him because that'll literally kill Blake if he has to do offense and defense. Who else are you going to put on? Thon Maker? Probably. <laughs> for leg, gonna, for size, yeah, you might have to. What are you going to do? You either have to put Drummond on him. Yeah, but then who covers Lopez? Yeah, it's a tough matchup. No one. I mean, they. it's a, it's a matchup. I mean, to be honest, Giannis is a matchup nightmare for anyone. anyone. But especially someone like the Pistons who are very one-dimensional. That's a good point. I mean, you don't... uh, And I mean, even Eric Bledsoe, who's not an all-star, he's a good player, but who are you going to put on him? You don't have anyone... You don't have a defensive guard. Dude, I just have a weird feeling Milwaukee's going to get bounced in like the second round. I just think... I I just don't know if they're ready yet. I mean, what they'd be With Brogdon being out, and then Bledsoe... Yeah, I mean, maybe they figured out. I mean, Gordon Hayward's 
actually been playing well recently, that he's been the linchpin, but Boston's a tough one because it always feels like, okay, this is the moment they finally put it together, and then, okay, now it's not. But Hayward has been playing really, really well, and I think he could be the piece that maybe they're missing. Like, I could see Bledsoe going cold for two games, and then, shit, we're up 2-1. to one. Like, Boston's up 2-1, to one. Milwaukee's young, they're panicking. Okay, now what? And then they, then the bench actually, like, the, all the talent they've occurred comes, which is why I didn't want to play Boston. Like, I, I wanted us to get the fucking three seed so, so we don't have to play them. So, keep it in your pants. But... My prediction is Milwaukee's going to see Philly in the Eastern Conference Finals. Wow. And I think Philly's going to win. You think we're going to get past the, who would we have to play, the Raptors? I don't, I, don't tr- I don't trust the Raptors in the playoffs. I realize that yeah. Dwayne Casey isn't the coach anymore. I don't think it was the coaching staff. Lowry sucks in the playoffs. Lowry disappears in the playoffs. I mean, Kawhi is really good in the playoffs. When was the last time Marcus Saul was in the playoffs? 2013. Yeah, it's been 13, a while. 15. It's been a while for him. I just, I just don't trust the Raptors. I'm not afraid of the Embiid Gasol matchup. I think that's easy because Gasol does not have the athleticism to stay with Embiid. No, I don't. I don't think Lowry can physically guard Simmons. No. You know what I mean? You'd have to Tobias, put Tobias on. Tobias on. Yeah. Yeah, you'd have to. But then who do you put on Tobias? Exactly. It's a, it's a tough. Like, and then you have Butler, too. Like, it's. You'd put. Our you'd top put, five is really fucking well, you'd good. You'd put Danny Green on Tobias, and then you'd put Lowry on, what, JJ Redick? I mean, maybe. That's, that's what they'd have to do. The only problem with this is we. Our bench is still. Tough. Yeah, it's not. And signing Greg Monroe on uh, ten day <laughs> ten day contracts are not fucking helping. Stop! You should have got Andrew Bogut. Should have. He won MVP of the Australian League, of course. <laughs> I mean, of course. And the Warriors are like, come on back, Andrew. <laughs> like it's crazy. But yeah, I mean, it's just like I, I, I and you knew going into this season, like, come playoff time going to be an issue and then we got rid of like the main guys that were helping our bench like the like Sarge having a Sarge right now would be fantastic like having a Landry Sham, uh, Shamit it, like it, it's yeah that's like these are guys that you need like you need these guys yeah but the the thing is is you're starting five like Mike Scott doesn't move the needle for me no Sorry. but you're starting five any day one of them can just go off yeah it's true and I, I think you saw like our last three games against Milwaukee I think we either went two and one or we split one one and two and we only lost by I think three points and like we've been able to play Giannis like We've been fairly well. We put Embiid on Giannis. It's been going okay, and Embiid, to his credit, you know, has had against Giannis three triple doubles. Yeah. So it's not like it's not like we're not scoring at the thing, and we've been able to take away the rest of the team. But I mean, we got a little 
budding rivalry going on with Bucks and Sixers, and I fucking like it. I, I, I see them, Milwaukee and Philly, being in the Eastern Conference Finals. I don't trust Toronto, yeah. Yeah. Boston... While they have the talent, I still don't. I know. Think I that could see Boston together. losing their for the first losing the first round of the Pacers. I don't think they lose a seven game series against the Pacers. Dude, I, I think don't the know. Pacers can't last seven seven games. Yeah, but we've been saying that all season, and look, they're still around. No, I I don't discount the fact that they can win games against. The main question is: Do we think? Do the Celtics figure it out? Do they figure it out in the playoffs? Is the playoffs really what they need? No. To figure it out? No. I right. think I think they lose second round. Going okay. Going off of that question. Going just all right. Let's say they make it to the second round, they lose. Is that the final straw for Kyrie in Boston, or is he gone regardless? I think he's gone regardless. You think he's if all right? If they I go, think, I think Danny Ainge will say walk, and he'll sign Terry Rozier. Because he needs to drop talent somehow. And they already yeah. have it in-house. Scary Terry's young enough where they can they don't feel bad giving him money over his career. They need to drop talent, and Kyrie takes a but lot of touches. But isn't Terry a piece that you... Well, I guess you couldn't trade him, huh? I, I think Boy, that... I, I think Kyrie's I think, going I think Hayward's the key for them, dude. He's played so well the last few games. Yeah, he needs to. I mean, he needs to step it up, and Jason Tatum needs to have another crazy playoff like he did sure. last year. Tatum's not been great. No, his shooting, all his shooting across the board, way down. Yeah, Brown's been oh good, but not. Everyone was like, "Whoa, Jalen Brown!" You know what I mean? Yeah, like it's. I don't know. So. So you think he goes? Yeah, I definitely I think, think he, he goes. goes if they get bounced first round. I think that's a no. Yeah, brainer. Yeah, it's gonna be a crazy off season. So out of the four teams that are left to be locked in at the bottom of the Eastern Conference, yes, you need them again. Orlando, no, we have Detroit, Orlando, Detroit, Charlotte, Charlotte Miami. And, and Miami. Which two do you think get in? We just got hurt for Miami. Was it Whiteside? Uh, no, it was um, Josh Richardson. Josh Richardson. Yeah, I think that puts. I th- I don't think the Heat make it. I think the Heat are out, and I think so. Orlando's at forty one, Detroit's at thirty nine, and Charlotte's at thirty eight. I think the Magic get in, and I think the Pistons get in. Yeah. Even though Charlotte just beat the Pistons. No, you know what? No, let me change that. Sorry. I, I think the Magic are in. I think they're in. So Detroit's, I think Detroit has two games left. Right. And they're playing the Grizzlies. Charlotte out of their last ten have won seven games. I think they're in. Detroit is playing the Grizzlies and the Knicks for their last two games. God, those are so winnable, though. Look at Look at, look up Charlotte's. Yeah, let me pull up their schedule. The Heat, the Sixers play the Heat, I think, on a home and home. So I just don't see it. Who does Charlotte play the last two games? Yeah, the Heat without Josh Richardson. Charlotte played Cleveland. Okay. And the Magic. And the Magic. God. Which the Magic is a playoff team. I think they beat the Cavs. 
Who did the Pistons play the last? Grizzly, so basically all Grizzlies comes down to... So they both have to win those last two games. So if Detroit loses one of those games, they're pretty much out, right? No, because Charlotte... Charlotte is down a game, but they both have two, two games, games to left. play. Fuck. I think the Pistons make it. I think it's Magic and Pistons. Yeah, so you think it's how it is? Just though? looking at those last ones... They both have... I mean, playing the Knicks, I mean, and then who do you play? Knicks and Grizzlies, which I mean, New York is yeah, but Grizzlies Grizzlies could just randomly win for no reason. Mike Conley just yeah, goes exactly. Off the 40. But Memphis has thirty two wins, and the Knicks have sixteen. While we're looking at Cleveland, Wait, how many, tell me again how many wins the Knicks have sixteen. Oh. <laughs> Cleveland has oh not, my Cleveland God, has nineteen it. wins. And who was the other team they were playing? Say it. Well, oh, Magic. Yeah, Magic. And Magic is a playoff team. I think it's Pistons Magic. But I'd love to see Kimba in it. I think it's Magic Charlotte. God, I'd love to see Kimba in the playoffs. I think it's Mag- Magic Charlotte. You think the Pistons, the Pistons just totally collapsed? Pistons are already collapsing. They've lost four in a row. You're right. You've re- you changed my mind for the third time today. <laughs> I'm back in on Charlotte. Get Kimba in the playoffs. I, I, I don't think, care if it's I meaningless. I think you're right. I mean, technically, you technically. If Kimba gets in the playoffs, does he make an all all NBA team? No. <gasps> so you're saying he doesn't get super max money? Yeah. <gasps> oh my god. Memphis Memphis is third. You don't think he makes all NBA? No. Even if they make the playoffs, <laughs> if they make the playoffs. no, you're fucking insane. I think there's too many. I think there's too many other people that he'll get chosen. He'll get knocked down. He makes thirteen all NBA. I don't know, dude. Dude, thirteen all NBA. I don't know. Look at his season. I don't know. Look at his season. I can't. I can't for sure say. Does LeBron make an all NBA team? Yes. Third team. Second. <gasps> That's so egregious. <laughs> no. It's third team if he's on one. It's third team. He's definitely on one. Yeah. It's third it's, team. It's third team. Because you're looking at Paul George, Kawhi, um, Giannis, that'll get forward. Here's the forward. here's another question. Does Anthony Davis make an all-NBA team? No. I'm with you on that. I don't think he's played enough, to be honest. I don't think he's played enough this season, and I think... His team's too bad, which is why LeBron shouldn't be on the All-NBA team. I think your team's terrible. But Anthony Davis has put up good numbers. When he's played. When he's played. I think I think he's only played like 50 games this season. If that. Um, oh, dude. I think Kim makes the All-NBA. I don't if they don't give him All-NBA this year, he'll never make it. Yeah, he's played 56 games this year. Anthony Davis. God, it's not enough. No, I don't think I think you got to get to 60 games, right? I mean, granted, he's been... It's 26, 12, and 4. God, those are such... <laughs> those are fucking stupid numbers. And I'm With not saying... you are of over 30. <laughs> I'm not saying LeBron has bad numbers either. I'm just saying, I mean, give me a break. Dude, Kimba's... If at... Anthony Davis makes it, it's going to be 13 as well. Kimba's averaging 25, 5, and 6. 
shooting forty four percent. I think it's enough, but will he get it? Just I, I just don't know. Over his last ten games, I'm just gonna give you these. Real quick. Thirty one, five and six, thirty six, eleven and nine. Oh my god. Fifteen, eighteen, and thirteen. He wants the playoffs so bad. Thirty eight, nine and eleven, twenty four, two and six. Real bad night against Golden State. Nine, one and three. That's the only outlier. Utah, forty seven, five and three, thirty two, three and seven. 29, 6, and 8, 31, 8, and 7. That's why I think Charlotte's getting in. He God is, he is, damn it. Get him on the All-NBA team. He is playing like he needs to be in the playoffs. Yeah, because he can get... All right, so I'm not saying you take the Supermax money from Charlotte. Because you. it's probably bad if you do. Because, let's be honest, they're not going anywhere fast. Yeah. But Jesus Christ. Can we get this guy on the fucking All-NBA team? If anything has made his career worth it, it has been this year. Seriously, though, I know. I he know. he is a B level superstar that is playing A level ball. Yes, agreed. But I, I I and he's gonna be a Laker, and it's still not gonna be enough because as you've talked about on this show, the West is a fucking buzzsaw. I really I really just think that. Because he's in Charlotte, he's not going to get it. God, that's so bad, though. Can't you don't think you, that Michael Jordan? I bet you D'Angelo Russell gets it. I wow. Bet he gets, I bet he gets thirteen. And then you're looking at Curry, Lowry, um, shit. The Bledsoe might get thirteen. If Eric Bledsoe gets thirteen over Kimball Walker, I'm going to break something. Luke Kennard? Stop it. I'll stab him <laughs> in the throat. Dude, Tobias Harris isn't making an All-NBA team. Butler's probably not going to make an All-NBA team. I mean, well, I'll, I'll defensive, but come on. All right. Well, that's the end of our show today. And for this <sighs> week, we, without Tharp, I, we made it. And I, I think it was uh Yeah, it was we, were, right. we weren't sandbagged. <laughs> By carrying we Tharp's were able to dead get weight. the NFL part. Yeah. We actually had a decent NFL conversation <laughs> with Tharp going, Tharp Tharp going, Rosie O'Donnell's dead. dead. Yeah. <laughs> the, completely derailing our show, <laughs> which he does every fucking week. I Even when I sent the article that we were going to read for <laughs> show prep, I specifically said to him, Read the fucking article. And you, I guarantee you no, I would bet didn't. any amount of money he didn't even open the link that I sent him <laughs> there's no way and if he did he read one paragraph and he's like he would be like Aaron Rodgers this is a pussy I'm jammed up guys I'm yeah I'm jammed up fuck you you're jammed up get here we do a show All we right. have sponsors thank you for listening please uh, subscribe and rate us on Twitter, Instagram, Apple Podcasts, Google Anchor, Play, Spotify. Wherever you get your podcasts, please subscribe and rate us. We don't care if you hate us or like us. Just we want throw a rating on there. Five stars is preferred. We get more money if you do it that way. Um, as always, thanks to the sponsors. Thanks to you, the listeners. 
please do not DM me on Twitter. I barely look at them. If you want to get them, just, just send them to me on Instagram. I look at Twitter. Brian looks at the Twitter. I don't look at my own personal Twitter, so stop DMing me. I looked at it today, and I have like 50 unread messages. I don't fucking see them. Just send them to me on Instagram, and I will look at them. I promise. I don't even care if they're hateful. <laughs> the hateful ones are honestly my favorite. Just keep sending those to me. But I only look at Twitter for news and then NBA bullshit. Like, petty wars. All right. All right. As usual, we're out of here. We'll see you next week. Go watch some basketball. Get ready for playoffs. Get ready for the NFL. We're fucking locked in. We're fucking locked in!